Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hey everyone, so awesome to be here as always. I'm going to dive into some topics today. Well, just one for today, but hopefully more to come that people have suggested I talk about. And thank you again for your suggestions, by the way. I very much appreciate it. And my email inbox has been a touch, a little bit less moody recently. So thank you so much from that, for that. It was looking rough for a while and moody it was for sure. All right, let me, talk, let me start today with a name that will help us descend into the topic. David. Yes, that's the name. You see, I've only known three Davids in my life. Just three. Number one is the first David I ever met. He's the brother of my friend Daniel. They lived down the street from me. Ox was friends with him. And if you don't know who Ox is, you better get a jump on listening. Hint, check out the Bridges talk. Anyways, I went to the movies with Daniel one day. A matinee, I think it was. Probably for the Ninja Turtles or something. And we sat in the back row. Because we were cool, not because we were old enough to sit back there and make out. I didn't make out with him. Sorry to disappoint you all who were expecting this podcast to be of the different variety. Anyways, we're sitting in the back, and Daniel bites the ends off of his Twizzlers. And then he uses it as a straw for his soda. Pop, it was known back then. But I was flabbergasted. What an ingenious invention. I mean, you get... The Twizzler serves the purpose of the straw, but you also get the Twizzler flavor gradually infused into your drink as like it gets kind of softer, you know, just slightly. I was amazed. But Daniel told me that he didn't invent this. In fact, he had learned it from his brother, David. The second David I know is the well-known creator of DVT, Mr. David Reed Johnson himself. I have come to know David very well over my years, and I suspect that that knowledge will continue to grow as we continue working together. But this story comes from you, comes to you from a trip to the Netherlands, my very first one, and David is playing tour guide. He takes me to, to the Anne Frank House and the Red Light District. Both are horrifying for different reasons. But this is when we were walking towards a restaurant through the rain and the meandering streets and canals and bridges in Amsterdam which is a city in the Netherlands, the country, for those of you who get confused about those type of things. And we pass by the T Hotel. That's written apostrophe T Hotel. I have a picture of this. Photographed proof of a shrugging David Reed Johnson, umbrella in hand, stumbling upon this hotel that obviously borrowed its name from DVT theory. This is, in fact, how David tells the story. An ordinary hotel got its glamour from his theory. And actually, a year later, I too, I too again stumbled upon this hotel. It was raining and I was lost in the streets, which all looked the same, by the way. But as I found the familiar hotel door, I too replicated the umbrella shrug of one year ago, David. And the story at the time was what this hotel got its name from DVT, and that it had to be true because we kept stumbling upon it, as if it's calling us from the abyss that is the Amsterdam streets. The third David is not third in my heart. In fact, he holds a very special place. You see, our last David has a very interesting role in this podcast. 
If we were actually numbering our Davids on importance instead of chronologically, then maybe he'd be number one. Nevertheless, this David, through his work in DBT and life, has highlighted in his graduation paper that, in fact, the view of the ordinary that brings it is the view of the ordinary that brings something extraordinary. David Perrin used to take his collapsible bike on the Metro North train at God only knows what hour to arrive in time to do his internship here in New Haven. We told him it was crazy to commute in. He did it anyways. And I was so surprised at how excited he was by what he was doing. Not the commute, but the work. He was eager and curious and at times had a childlike wonder on. Perhaps this is characteristic to David's? To have eyes on the world in a different fashion than the rest of us? The Twizzler Straw, the invention of DVT theory, the tea hotel, and David Perrin's curiosity, the marriage between enlightenment and DVT. You see, the Davids take something that is ordinary and help us see it in a different way. Of course, I mean, I know that this is not just Davids who do this, but I felt it to be an interesting theme of names as I considered this topic. David Perrin in his, in his paper states, the dynamic equilibrium of DVT brings a kind of ceremonial quality to our existence as ordinary, emotional, confused, chaotic, charismatic, complacent, or blissed out human beings. It's all ordinary at a certain level. The practice of DVT cultivates an appreciation for ordinariness. It's not particularly spiritual or particularly secular, yet somewhere in between. It has to do with how I feel about myself as a human being. Perhaps it's transcendent ordinariness. Whether I'm being a drama therapist, a father, husband, I'm in nature, meditating, or at a party, how can I simply be myself, genuine and uncontrived? And I think that's a good, good question, David. Thank you so much for asking it. How to simply be myself. Ordinary Renee. Ordinary David, ordinary you. And for it to be glamorized or celebrated or awesome. And for all that to happen, it needs to be put into life, into light, enlightenment. I think that's where the name comes from. So thank you to all the ordinary things that make people lightful. We, we need more of that in this world. More light more ordinary, more you. So there you have it, another episode down, and I hope the conversation is still going strong. As always, feel free to send me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to your iTunes store. Remember, keep that conversation going and play on.